on guys and welcome to day two of our 7 and 7 campaign. This is for our one year anniversary in case you guys didn't know and that's a crazy thought to actually think that uh, at the time of this um, where this episode's going up that um, here in a couple days I believe if this is a Monday on Wednesday it'll be exactly one year since SIDcast started so I do appreciate everyone who's been following along and been sticking with us through this entire process as we've been Figuring out, you know, what's working, what's not working, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, again, the answer for today's trivia question is Marion. Uh, they're a small school in Indianapolis. If you're in the NAI, you have definitely, definitely heard of them. Uh, a couple national championship appearances in both women's basketball, football, their cross country and track is getting up there. Uh, they're a name that you've seen circulating around for a, a while now, even though they're football program much like a lot of NAI schools are fairly fairly new compared to some other programs around the country but uh, Zach Wadley is our guest today I we talked about this I think a little bit um, in this episode I think it was last spring I got contacted by the scores cable and they said that Marion up in Indianapolis was looking for someone to do their stats for their women's across and I was like okay I'll do it so I went up there and then um, I think before this episode, I was like, you remember that guy that went up there and screwed up your women's lacrosse stats? Yeah, that was me. So um, we kind of joked around about that a little bit, and then we will start off this episode by talking about Cosida a little bit. So um, a couple housekeeping things, and then I'll get out of your guys' hairs. That way we can get a move on with this whole campaign that, that's been going on for this entire rest of the week. Uh, you can follow us on social media, at SportsInfoCast is our Twitter handle, and Facebook backslash username, whatever you call it. Um, you must be following that in order to gain those points towards a free SIDcast t-shirt. And if you uh, have any questions or want to talk to me, um, just email me anytime. Sportsinfocast at gmail.com is our, is our uh, email handle there. So Zach Wadley is our guest today from Marion up in Indianapolis. And we will first start off talking about how his thoughts and when he was presenting at his very first COSIDA right here on SIDcast. Cosida, and when I was at Illinois State as a GA, my boss had actually won one of the special awards that they do. So I dealt with Cosida. I knew people who had gone down there and always spoke highly of it. And I actually wasn't, I really hadn't even thought about going down there. And then I was contacted by uh, Aaron from Cornerstone, and he said that um, they'd like to have me speak on one of the panels. And I was kind of shocked that I was asked to speak, and so I agreed to go, and I got pretty excited about it after finding out about that. Um, so I went down, went to the convention. I didn't really know what to expect, just never having been down there, and I, I was blown away. There were so many people down there. Yeah. I mean, it was it was incredible, and... Um, it just everything, all the workshops and all the speakers, there was so much to learn. And I only went to half half of the convention, uh, just budgetary reasons and things like that because I wasn't really planning on going. Uh-huh. Um, and there was just so much to learn and so many people to meet. 
I thought it was an outstanding experience, and I would recommend it really to anybody. Uh, anybody in, who's in athletics, because um, I know NACTA and all, all of that is down there at the same time, but I would say go for sure because um, there was so much great stuff, and you're talking to people who do the job. And so you get so many different opinions and backgrounds and stories. I, I just thought it was the, one of the best professional experiences I'll ever have. Right. And what, what, what did you present on? I'm just curious because I presented too. And I like, and how, and how did you prepare? Because I was like freaking out on the inside. I was like, why the heck am I talking to these people? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. So what, what was your kind of mindset like? Well, it was kind of funny because so Aaron reached out to me and he wanted me to speak on a panel about uh, video streaming live games. And I, I'm, I get the email and I'm reading it and I'm thinking, why me? Like, I mean, and, you know, if you've watched one of our live streams at Marion, for a lot of the sports, I mean, it's nothing special. We don't have a communications program at Marion. So, you know, we don't have kids who do broadcasting or, or video production. So I don't have kids who know that, that kind of stuff. And so when he emailed me about it, I was thinking, I mean, we put up one camera and we have a student who just moves it back and forth. So I emailed him back. I said, hey, I, you know, I think you have the wrong guy <laughs> because, you know, our, our streams, they're not, they're not crazy good or anything like that because Nicole Watkins was also on it from Purdue Northwest and I've seen Purdue Northwest stuff it is professional and I'm thinking what am I going to say with Nicole there because they have a whole you know whole operation there and so I emailed back and said hey I think you got the wrong guy and he said no your football broadcasts are are awesome you know they've come highly recommended I was like okay that's because we hire out a professional company (laughs) to do those so I emailed him back and I said, okay, yeah, I could come and speak about that, but just so you know, that's not me. I mean, yes, I hire the company and, you know, we work together to put on this thing. And so he was he was nice enough to uh, let me come down and speak. And it was kind of cool because then Nicole spoke about how to do it, you know, in-house. And then I spoke about how to work with the company and the things that need to happen there. Uh, from budgetary standpoint, communication-wise, what we're in, in control of and what they're in control of, uh, how we can work together um, for the best situation for Marion in terms of advertising and whatnot. So I was really thankful Aaron let me come down to speak still, and it ended up being really good. But yeah, like you said, I was a little nervous because you know, I'm a young guy, and you're going down there with a bunch of people who have been in the business for a few years. And um, I thought that was one of the coolest things was I got down there and, you know, at the NAIA day, that's when I spoke. Right. Everybody is just, everybody was so open to learning, asking questions. And, you know, once, once you get up there and you start talking and you realize people are listening and they want to learn and they're open to what you're saying, it, you relax and everything goes pretty smoothly and so yeah i was really thankful aaron asked me to do it but it was kind of funny how it all came about i hate to be the guy to ask you about the weather but we're both you you're in indiana well you're from illinois went to school yeah. in indiana so mm-hmm. I, I had a hard time with like the humidity type of thing what, what did you think of the florida weather i don't particularly enjoy it 
No, it, you know, it's a little, it, like you said, it's a little too human for me. In the Midwest, we don't necessarily have to deal with that as much. So. No, we don't at all. <laughs> and it was toasty while we were down there, too. Yeah, and the 5K, did you run in the 5K? No, and I don't know if I oh. could make it 5K. So. Oh, no, listen, <laughs> you know how, like, if, you know, whenever I got up to do my runs after work over the summer, it would be like, you know, 70, 80 degrees around that time, and then... I wake up in the morning of the 5K, and I look at my phone, it says 70 degrees, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine, uh, you know, uh-huh. I do that back in Indiana, and then I look at humidity, and it's 100%, and I swear, yep. I, I, I sweat so much in the pre-run, oh my, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, I'm looking forward to D.C., so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to need to, I'd need to train a little bit more if I'm going to do that next year. <laughs> yeah, and have a little bit more, lo- better luck than uh that, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> than I did trying to traverse the course thing. But uh, um, I'm curious. I'm let, let's go all the way back to the beginning. Maybe when do you remember Bonus? And then um, I'm just curious. Why did you choose Anderson? And what was your first taste of sports information? So my grandpa, uh, he used to coach basketball at Anderson. He was the head men's basketball coach for, oh, I think, 12 years. Mm-hmm. So... We grew up always going over there. It's only about three hours away. So we grew up going over there. Like We spent all of our Thanksgivings and Christmases there. We were ball boys, my brother and I. Um, and so we were around Anderson. And once it came time to look for a school, I wanted to play sports. And so I looked at a few schools, North Central, up in Naperville, and mm-hmm. uh, Anderson, and so the coach at the time, Tom Slider, was my grandpa's top assistant. So I knew him growing up, and uh, I got in touch with him, and I went there and I played basketball for a year. So that was kind of how it happened. I also liked the um, faith background of the school. So between basketball and the faith background, that's how I got over there, not to mention the just the familiarity of it. I mean, I didn't know a ton of staff left over. Right. There and having Coach Slider there was great, so it couldn't have been a better situation because I played basketball my first year, and after that I I liked it, but I kind of started. I mean, I've always known that I wanted to be in sports media in some aspect, right? And so I started to think about, you know, what can I do to get myself ready. And I stopped playing basketball, which was kind of tough because, you know, you play your whole life. But I went into the sports information director, Justin Bates, and I said, what can I do? Uh, You know, I want to help out. I want to do anything I can. This is something I'm interested in. I didn't I didn't know I wanted to be uh, in sports information. I was more so thinking I wanted to do broadcasting. So I broadcast. He, he was great because, you know, a small school, you're always looking for people to help. And he was awesome. He let me do just about everything. He taught me how to do stat crew for soccer. He had me write a few releases. He let me broadcast. I think by the end of it, I broadcasted well over, well over 150 games because uh, I had three years to do it. Uh, I was the PA announcer for 100-some games. Um so he let me do everything, and that was kind of how I got into it. And I, I really liked it because you can do everything, and right. you can be involved in a school. And I like that. I like the school setting, and so that was my first taste of sports information. 
And coming out of Anderson, I, I still really wasn't thinking about doing sports information. And then I realized I'm not going to get a job if I don't have a master's degree because it was pretty apparent or, or without experience. And undergrad experience wasn't going to cut it. So I started looking for some graduate assistantships. I got one in the athletics communications office at Illinois State. Um, I went there for two years. And then after that was done, I got hired on at Marion. So I owe a lot to Justin Bates at Anderson and then Mike Williams at Illinois State. Those two guys were great. And they let me do a lot of, a lot of different things. And that's helped me out here at Marion. So when you went to Illinois State, what was kind of the transition like for you? I mean, like you said, you, you know, did did a lot at Anderson, but what was the kind mm-hmm. of differences like? And we've talked about it in, in previous episodes, in Division Three versus Division One. Well, the biggest thing was, and I don't, I don't mean this as a slight at Division Three, but like at a Division One school, it's amazing somebody's always watching and somebody always cares, you know, and, yeah. and, and not that they don't at division three, but so when I was at Illinois state, I did women's soccer and softball. So as far as division one sports go, I mean, they're not, it's not football. It's not men's basketball. You know, it's, it's a little further down on the totem pole, but I, the coverage that they get and especially in Bloomington normal, because for those who don't know, it's right in the center of the state. So it's, Right in between Chicago and St. Louis, they have a very involved uh, alumni, and people really care there because there isn't a pro team, you know, an hour away. You got to go ways. So people really care about Illinois State athletics there. And I found out pretty quick that number one, yes, I had a lot of experience, but I still had a lot to learn. And I did over time, but I did learn that that stuff. But I found out pretty quick that, um, yeah, the experience I had was good, but there was a long way to go. And uh, at Division One, I, I just you always have to be on top of it because there's so many eyes on the website and things like that. So I, I would say those are the two biggest changes I noticed. So what was the job search like for you uh, right before you got to Marion? I mean. What was going on during that time of your life? Were you looking to go back to a small school, or, or what was going on? I, yes, I decided I wanted to go back to a small school uh, for a couple of reasons. I mean, going to a small school in undergrad, I, I like that environment. And I also like that if I went to a small school, I could work with every sport. But, man, it was tough. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I left Illinois State, and you're thinking, okay, I have two years of experience at a Division One school. I did women's soccer and softball. We were good at both of those sports while I was there. So, you know, I went to the NCAA tournament with the soccer team. Uh, I helped out with football, and they went to the national championship game. I helped out with men's basketball, and men's basketball in the Missouri Valley Conference is a big deal. Yeah. So I'm leaving there thinking, yeah, I got a lot of experience, and and I start applying for jobs, and I'm not getting anything. I mean, it was amazing. I, I applied for two jobs at, at the beginning when I was first starting to look. I applied for two jobs at the beginning, and I got an interview. And 
I'm not kidding. I think I counted it up one time. I think then after that, I applied for 42 jobs after that. Now, some of them were a little unrealistic, too. I mean, I was applying for positions, okay, I knew I might not get. They were a little higher up than me. I was also applying for, like, jobs with Premier League teams in London. Well, they're, they're not going to hire a, an American kid, you know. And, uh-huh. and so some of them were unrealistic, so that number is, is kind of high. But I didn't get anything. I didn't get I get one interview, nothing. Mm-hmm. Then I, and I wanted to move, my wife and I, we knew we kind of wanted to move back to Indy just because a lot of our friends from college were there and we liked the city. I see the job from Marion open up and I was thinking, man, you know, I, I want that job really bad. So I applied for it. I hear back. I get a phone interview. Same week, I get like three other interviews. And I'm thinking, where was all this? <laughs> You know, a month ago, yeah. because while all this is going on, in July, our apartment lease ends in Normal, Illinois. Well, we're not staying in Normal. I mean, there wasn't going to be a job there for us, uh-huh. so we got to leave. So we got to move to my in-laws' house for thirty days, and we're we're living there, and so. It, was, it wasn't bad, but, you know, you don't want to be living at your in-law's house. And as much as they loved it, I'm sure they didn't want us there. So we were there for exactly 30 days, and I ended up getting the Marion job. And, uh, man, it was awesome. When I got that phone call that they wanted to hire me, it, it, was, it was awesome. It was a great feeling. But it was tough. You know, you talk about the, the process of getting a job. It, it was tough uh, because you always think you're good enough to get the job, but, um, I'm a firm believer in, you know, there's always something out there that's right for you. I just had to wait for that right job to come along. And that, that was Marion for me. And I think after being here for a year, uh, I'm validated in that that was the right job for me. So and I'm just curious real quick and mm-hmm. answer this however you want to, uh, for young kind of SID, maybe young couples out there, um, that they need to move. Cause now, not because you Okay, let me say this. Sports information, there's, you can only go to certain places. I mean, you're not going to find that just everywhere, you know. And then unlike, you know, you could go to a marketing thing and you can work remotely. I'm sure, I'm sure there are marketing places just about everywhere. So right. what's it like trying to line up uh, both job processes and both goals with your spouse as you're trying to find a job? So it, it's tough because you have to make sacrifices and – uh, and when I say that, I mean, I say you have to make sacrifices. My wife has had to make sacrifices. <laughs> and I've been really thankful for her because we got married after my first year at Illinois State. So I had one more year left. So when we got married, she moved to Bloomington Normal. And I mean, I was on a GA stipend. So I was not making enough <laughs> for us to live. So um, she had to find a job. So it wasn't like she could pick a job that she necessarily wanted. She just had to find something that paid the bills. Uh-huh. And so there was a year of sacrifice where she was doing something that wasn't necessarily what she wanted to do. Well, then, you know, we have to leave Illinois and we go down to my in-laws house and we're living there and neither of us are getting paid. So, you know, she had to sacrifice again, step up to the plate and, uh, she did some babysitting, and it was kind of like high school all over again uh-huh. for babysitting and watching kids and whatnot. But 
you know, she made some money there, and obviously our in-laws helped us out during that month. So I was very thankful for that. But then it was always kind of, I'll look for a job, and she was willing to come wherever I got a job. And so we were blessed once we got to Indy because there's plenty of opportunities here. And it took a couple months for her to find the right job, but now she has a job that she really enjoys. And so I think for the first time since we've been married now, which we're, we just this summer entered year three, I think for the first time we're into jobs we both like, we both are doing what we want to do. So it takes a little time and you have to sacrifice, which is kind of tough. And, you know, I'm very thankful she was willing to sacrifice because it's allowed me to get where I'm at now. So oh, we'll go back to kind of your move from Illinois State to, to yeah. Marion. So like you said, you, you worked a little bit with uh, some women's soccer, some softball. And like you said, you helped out with a national championship game uh, with your football team, the Redbirds football team, and then uh, men's basketball. Like you said, uh, I interned for UE uh, last year, so I know Missouri Valley Conference is pretty they like their yeah. basketball. Yeah. They do. They do. <laughs> so um, what was it like moving from, you know, being responsible for two sports, maybe helping out with a couple others, to being responsible for all these sports? And and I, and I, don't, I don't know your background, but cycling being one of them. Um, yeah. I mean, what was that transition like? Well, it, it, that was tough, too, because before, it was funny. When I was at Illinois State, there were times in the year, you know, I did a fall sport and a spring sport. Mm-hmm. But there were still times in the year where I felt like those were kind of overlapping, in a sense. You know, if soccer made it into the tournament, they would play until November. Softball's getting ready to go in February, so they're kind of starting to heat up around that time. And I used to think, like, okay, i got to juggle this. But I had no idea, man. I get to Marion, we have 23 sports, and... We've got bowling, we've got cycling, uh-huh. oh. uh, you know, I mean, we, we have everything. And not just, not only do we have a lot of sports, we're good at, at a lot of sports. Yeah. I mean, our cycling program, we just actually, this past weekend, um, we won our 12th straight track national championship. So, I mean, we're dealing with some really good athletes, uh, and some really great coaches, and it was tough to balance it all. I, I, I admit, I don't think I was ready for it when I got there. You know, I, because when you're in a Division One, your whole focus is going in. You know, in the fall, my whole focus was women's soccer. Mm-hmm. I'm making game notes, graphics, all of this, and you know, I'm running the Twitter account. All this. I get to Marion, you don't have time. To make game notes for every sport. It's just not possible. And I think that was the biggest thing for me was how do I make every sport great? You know, I don't want to do a lot of things good or okay. Mm -hmm. I want to do them all great. But that sometimes means I have to cut out a few things that may not be a necessity. And so that was the biggest change for me. So like you said, you had to chop out some things that maybe you didn't need and maybe even cover teams equally. So uh, mm-hmm. what was that? Were, were, you, were there some things that you were holding on to that you were like, okay, I mean, have you always wanted to do something and then think, I can't do this because I have to do it for everybody? I mean, what the coverage, what was that 
and like you said, it must have been just just difficult. And I'm I'm imagining it in my head right now. That's why I'm I'm kind of like fumbling over my words. But um, what, like you said, how do you cover like all 23 sports across the same spectrum? How? And I know that that's kind of a cumbersome type of question because I'm I'm yeah. sure it's not easy. But how do you do it? I think. For me, when I got to see, I didn't, I didn't even start at Marion until August tenth, and our first game was like August nineteenth or something. Uh, so that was crazy too, you know. I'm not going to be prepared for those first games. Um, but the thing, so the first year, there was a lot of stuff that I did okay. For me, I really like doing graphics. I think that's fun. Uh, and I think they're helpful too. I think the way social media is going, graphics are a big thing, but I didn't, I just didn't have time to make that many graphics. And I felt bad sometimes, you know, we would get a player of the week and I just wouldn't have time because I was playing catch up as soon as I got there. And on top of that, we have all this, these sports and then right away in the fall, you know, football's number one in the country when I get there and they go undefeated in the regular season. Cycling is really good. That starts right away. Uh, our women's soccer and volleyball teams had quality years. Uh, cross countries are both good. And so all this, all of this right in the fall hits right away. So I had to kind of skimp on graphics and some things that would make social media more fun. But I, you know, when I got there, I said, okay, what, what is a necessity? And to me, that was everything on the website. You know, I'm not, I'm not ever going to skimp on putting statistics up, updated stats. I'm not ever going to skimp on putting a release out about a game, a, a post-release. So I always did that. Uh, you know, there was just stuff that I said, this is, this is important. We have to do this for every game. If we have to cut out fun things on social media, so be it. But we've got to do, we've got to be great. You know, MUNites.com has to look great. It has to be updated. And so that's what I said. Now that I'm in year two and I had a full summer, I've become, I think, more efficient. And I've also figured out guys who can help me. And, what, you know, guys like Robbie Lightfoot, who run Box Out Sports, uh, that makes graphics so much easier and quicker. Um, there's, there's things like that or, you know, using your summer to get things done in, ahead of time. Now I'm not, I don't have to skimp on as much. But to cover everybody equally, you have to be efficient. And uh, I think I'm finally there. But it, t- it took a year, that's for sure. Yeah, and when you came in, uh, there were some sports that maybe you, you hadn't ever, I mean, I was looking at, I, I'm literally like, you're on one side of the screen and MU Knights is on the other. So, like, <laughs> I'm seeing these, like, recent recruit things for, for cycling, and there's some little ac- like acronyms in there I don't understand. So when somebody gets to their new job, and maybe they have to cover a sport like that, maybe it's hockey, maybe it's lacrosse, I mean, you know, these, these schools that don't have everything. What is the best way to go about understanding that sport? I mean, because you have to do it immediately, and then covering a sport that maybe they quite don't understand. I was really blessed at Marion because we have uh, our cycling program, Michael Kubansik. He's our director of ops for cycling, but he also, uh, half of his job is sports information. Because the cycling program is so big and so successful here, he helps out with that. And before I got here, my understanding is he did pretty much everything, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt bad because you know this guy. I mean, you see this guy when he during a race, he is a mechanic. I mean, he's out there putting wheels on bikes. He's doing all of this, and but then he's got to go in and write the story afterwards. So I, 
and he still does some of that. But you know, this past weekend at the track national championships, I said, "You can't be doing that. You know, you have you have to win a championship. So let me help you. You know, let me let me get involved." But I sat down with him when I got there. I said, "Look, I'm not trying to be rude. I literally know nothing about cycling except Lance Armstrong. That's it. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I don't know any strategy." I, I have no idea. And so he was really good. He taught me everything. And the same thing with lacrosse. I mean, I've watched a game here and there, Johns Hopkins, Syracuse on ESPN, but I didn't know anything about lacrosse. So I sat down with our coach, Lauren Davis. I said, hey, you got to teach me. Yeah, you got to show me, you know, let's watch a game together. Point out what's happening. Tell me what the stats are. Why do we get these stats? And thankfully, both of those coaches were really good about teaching me uh, what I would need to know to write about it. Because I think that's the thing with our job, you know. You you have to write about it. You have to be an expert when you write about it. You can't say something uh, that a fan would look at and be like, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that was kind of tough at first. I don't want to talk about kind of the way that you've done your social media, Marion, since you've gotten there. I mean, you've increased it, you know, thousands upon thousands at a time. So what were some things that maybe when you sat down, like you said, you wanted to do graphics, but you also had to kind of reserve your time a little bit. Uh, what were some things that you sat down at your office on the first day and you said, these, this, this, and this strategies I got to do to grow our following? What, what were some of those things? The main thing was consistency. Just putting stuff out every day and having it be relevant, you know, relevant to what fans would want to see. So once we, I mean, we we got a lot of traffic after I got there just because we were putting out scores and stats and, you know, releases, just uh-huh. things like that, just being consistent. So I know that's really fundamental but uh-huh. i mean that's that was the main thing was was being consistent and then i think when you're in athletic or really anything with social media people they want to know about people um so you know if a if a kid has a great game let's make a graphic about him so this year i think now that we're able to make these graphics you know we put one out about a kid It'll really go. I mean, we had a wide receiver uh, last week in football. He had 10 catches, 197 yards, three touchdowns. It was kind of, he's a redshirt freshman, so it was kind of his coming out party. And he got like 200 likes when we put out this graphic. So it's just things like that. I think people want to see these kids. That that's And kids will share it, you know. On Twitter especially, I've noticed kids are all over that. Right away, you put something out, they're already retweeting and liking it. So, What's your focus when you're when you're putting things out? You know, it's got to be about the kids, and I've realized that's gone pretty far. And then, kind of touched on before, but graphics go really far when people can see more than words. It stands out to them, and I've noticed that in my own life. I mean, when we scroll on Twitter now, if it's just words, we yeah, we'll read it. But if it's a graphic, I'm definitely going to stop and you know click on it, see what it says. And so that was something that I, I think really helped. And I, I kind of touched on that before, but it, it's just the way social media is going. Uh, graphics. I mean, 
look at when you scroll on your timeline there's a lot of graphics on there yeah definitely and real quick before we get into some more conversation about graphics because i do want to talk about uh what's Mm -hmm. it like covering a national championship football team uh you know it it's really cool and i know (laughs) the thing is in this job i think sometimes we get caught up in and not it's not bad but we get kind of caught up in being professional and, mm. you know, no cheering and, and things like that. But don't ever let that take away from you enjoying the ride. And, you know, we didn't win the national championship last year for football, unfortunately. But we were undefeated all year. We were 11-0. and And we get into the playoffs. It was a super exciting team. And it was a super exciting run. And then... For women's basketball, we go win the championship. I get to go along with them to Sioux City, Iowa, and it, it's just so—it's so much fun. It makes work so much fun yeah. because, look, we all want to cover winners. It's easier to write about a winner. So, <laughs> you know, I—I I, I tell the coaches all the time, "Hey, thanks for making my job a, a lot easier because <laughs> it's a lot more fun to sit down and write about a win." than it is about a 30-point blowout. You yeah, know? And we'll yeah. all have both of those. We'll all cover winners. We'll all cover 30-point blowouts. That's just how it goes. But it, it's a lot of fun. And I, I just had a lot of fun enjoying the ride, being with the team. And it, it's just fun. And it makes the job fun. And I think that's, for me, that's why I do it. You know, I like to be around the kids and, you know, see their excitement when they're successful. And that's, that's the most fun part about it for me. Hey, yeah, you get to go to Sioux City, and I get to stat your women's lacrosse game. Anyway, yeah, moving right. on. <laughs> you really saved me there. <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, when you make these graphics, and I, and I said we'd get back to this, um, huh? what are some things that, that you implement with it? Is you, like, for example, uh, simplicity, uh, eye flow. I mean, I mean what, what are some things, when you think of a, a brand-new concept, um, what are some things that you have to have, fundamentals you have to have in a graphic when you make it? For me, it's simplicity. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, Robbie Lightfoot and those guys at Box Out Sports, I, I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. some of their work. I mean, yeah, it's it's really good. And it's really good stuff. And, and I would recommend it for, for anybody. The ease of the system and also the speed, it's fantastic. And, and I think they do a great job of making uh, – Graphics that are simple, but also contain pertinent information. And so I think that's a big thing. And even when I make my own, uh, to me, less is more. And I, I'm i not some Photoshop wizard. I know the <laughs> basics. I wish I knew more, but I'm, I'm just not. I'm not a Photoshop wizard. So if you go back and look at any of the, any of the graphics I made, they're not going to win any awards. But... They, you know, tell a story with the graphic. Don't just, you don't just put something out there. Just, you know, you had to get to tell a story. And so that's what I really like about Box Out Designs is all their graphics tell a story. You put out a player of the week one, it's going to tell you what his stats were. Uh, you can put a little headline there. You can put a picture of him. You can put his headshot. You know, it, t- it tells you how the game went for this, this individual. You put out a final score graphic. You can have the score. You can have a photo. You can have their records. It has everything you need to know right there. And I think that's fantastic because, like I mentioned before, we scroll and we go quick. 
we're not sticking on something for too long. So how do you, how do I get you to, if even if you only stop for two seconds on that tweet, you know what you need to know. You know that Marion won the game, what their record is, and who they play next. And that's all right there in that graphic. So I think that's a, that's a great thing because, unfortunately, people just don't, they don't read. You know, it's just the way it is. <laughs> when, when you're uh, going through your timeline, you, you see some graphics. Are, are, is there anything that, and you don't have to call anybody out or any school, but is there anything that you see that that's just that just makes you know face palm type of thing? I mean, what what what's something that really bugs you that people kind of use in graphics? Uh, over overdoing it. Yeah. You know, uh, like we talk about being simple, but sometimes you look at them, and it's like, I can't read that. <laughs> There's so much stuff on the graphic, and. The text is too because the other thing too that you have to remember is most people are pulling this up on their phone. So, yes, we can zoom in. I don't want to, you know, you can zoom in and read that text, but sometimes that makes it difficult and kind of lose the beauty of of the graphic. So, yeah, I think you just got to find a way to make it clean because when people are overdoing it, that's when I go right past it. <laughs> you know, I'll find the information somewhere else. What are some uh, creative outlets that you kind of look at and, and utilize when, when you have to make a graphic yourself? What do, you, what do you mean by that? Like, is there any inspiration type of thing? Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Well, I follow, so um, on one of my Twitter accounts, personal Twitter accounts, I followed every, like, every sports team possible. Uh-huh. NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, Premier League, a uh, bunch of Division One schools. And it's kind of nerdy, but I'll just get on there and I'll scroll and I'll see what they're doing. And, you know, if I like something, I'll save it just so I can reference it later, something that I liked or an idea that they had. But, uh, yeah, I don't even tweet from the account. I literally just follow all these accounts and I just scroll through and look for ideas. How do they use emojis? How do they use GIFs? And that's kind of how I've ended up doing it. Perfect, perfect. So we're going to transition part of the interview where I like to ask some fun questions. Sure, uh, yeah. So um, what's your favorite memory in your professional tenure, Zach? Favorite memory is uh, Women's Basketball National Championship last season in yeah. Sioux City. Uh, for those who don't know, when you go out there, it's, it's rapid fire. I mean, you're out there for like a week playing games every day. There's games from 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. And... You have to win like five games when you get out there. I mean, it's tough. And our girls were going for their second straight championship, which is really tough to do. And we got down, I think in the last three games we played, we were trailing at halftime. We came back every single time. We won the championship. And, you know, like I've won championships before in like Little League and, you know, even in high school, I've won some trophies. But, this is college sports. I mean, uh-huh. this is a really cool thing. And so it was cool, man. I mean, we had, you know, the sparkling grape juice and people were, you know, showering people with it in the locker room. And uh, it, it was cool. It was, it was just a really cool atmosphere to be around. And, yeah, I, I was blessed to be there. What about uh, your horror story? Do you have one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I told you, I got there August 10th last year and i mentioned okay i mentioned i helped out at isu football but when i say i helped out i mean i 
I wrote the release. Oh. I didn't, I didn't yeah. like, keep stats or... <laughs> so, well, our first football game was August 27th. We're number one in the country. We're the defending national champion. And we're playing St. Xavier, who is number 10 in the country. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, big rivalry. We're playing at our place, under the lights. And I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I think I know what I'm doing, but I don't really have any idea what I'm doing. But I don't know that yet. Oh. <laughs> and so, I like, leading up to the game, I'm, I'm, you know, I got my checklist. I'm going through. I'm texting all my buddies back at Illinois State. Hey, okay, I'm doing this. Is this good? Oh, yeah, you're doing good. All right. And so there were three big things for me. One, the game was going to be on TV. I had to figure out a way to get it on the stretch internet, though, so that people could stream it. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling TV company. And they're, you know, I'm calling Stretch. Stretch is like, okay, all you got to do is they got to have this kind of cord, this connection, then we'll be good. Okay. I call the TV company. Don't forget this cord. Make sure you have this connection. All right, we can do that. They get there. They don't have that connection. <laughs> so we have no live stream. So <laughs> there goes the live stream. So I'm like, okay, that's all right. We can still get live stats. People will be able to follow along somehow. So I'm working on live stats. I can't get it to go. And I've, I've done live stats before at Illinois State. I'm thinking, come on now. Like, I'm good enough. I should be able to figure this out. It's not going. I don't know what's happening. I finally, so I call, uh, I call Kelby from Stackrest. Kelby, it's not going through. Come to find out, I didn't know this. You got to renew your stack crew. And it hadn't been renewed. So we can't we can't send out an XML. So okay, no. now we've got no live stream, we got no live stats, uh-huh. and while this is all going on, I'm supposed to be keeping stats, but I'm on the phone over here. I'm I've lost track of time. The game is starting. They've kicked off. I'm not at the stat computer to keep stats. So our women's golf coach is he's my spotter for the game. Poor guy, I, I tell him, you got to start writing down these plays. Every single play, you got to write it down. So he's writing like crazy. I'm sitting down. I've never actually, I've practiced, but I've never actually kept stats in a game. I'm terrible. I'm getting in and I'm behind, too. I've got guys rushing for like negative 40 yards. You know, I, it's brutal at halftime. I'm looking at it like, holy cow, what is this? And we got people blowing up our Twitter account from saying X, where's the live stream? You know, I thought I was going to be able to watch. Uh-huh. And I don't even have time to tweet back at him. I'll say this, though. The beauty of it all, the only way, if you weren't at that game or you didn't live in the Indy area and could watch it on TV, the only way you could follow along with that game was on our Twitter account. So that's how we picked up a bunch of Twitter followers. <laughs> it, was, it worked out. But, I mean, if you were at the game, you wouldn't know anything went wrong. If you were at home, nothing, you could probably tell nothing went right. But yeah. the good thing is, our AD, he was at the game. He had no clue any of it went wrong. So he comes in Monday and he says, great job. You did awesome. You know, I, I didn't hear a complaint at all from anybody at the game. And I'm thinking, nope, not at the game you didn't hear a complaint. <laughs> so that was my horror story. I felt really bad. I had to call... Uh, Rob Hyzinga at St. X, I, I told him, I said, Rob, I'm really sorry, but this this file, it's not coming for another 
two hours maybe. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I got to fix it. <laughs> uh, I sat in the office that night till I think like one thirty, and you know we won fifty six to ten, so I think everybody was okay. Yeah, I think they're all right. And <laughs> nobody was mad, but that was my horror story. I, I don't think I've ever sweat so much during a game. I was, oh, it was brutal. But the good thing was that was my first game, and it's all been uphill from there. Yeah, there you go. Can't get much worse than that. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> if you start at rock bottom, you it, you know you can only go up. <laughs> Perfect. So, um, other than renew your stat crew, what what is uh, what's one piece of advice you could do is give to a student going into this profession? Amen to that. Renewing your stat crew is, is definitely the first thing. Uh, the other thing I would say is just surround yourself. Surround yourself with people who can do other things well that maybe you're not the best at, and also lean on other people in the profession. So we like we want to do a lot of video at Marion. We want to put out a lot of feature videos, highlights, things like that's not that's not really my thing. So we hired my assistant Mitch Huppert. He does a fantastic job with highlight videos and feature videos and. Things like that. So I, re- I rely on him. I, I turn that over to him. Mitch, this is all you. Take it and run with it. Yeah, I'll come up with ideas or I'll go interview the people. But as far as making the videos, I turn that over to him. And then, you know, I mentioned I was texting people from Illinois State and asking them if what I was doing was right. Or I still text them questions all the time. And there's guys from Cosida that I've talked to, you know, Danny Day from Corbin, I, I've learned a lot from just observing his, you know, how he does things. And uh, there's some other guys that, you know, I just, you lean on those guys when you're at Cosidy, you ask questions and uh, things like that. You know, don't, I guess to, to sum it up in one sentence, it would just be don't be too proud to ask for help or ask for advice because. In this profession, you know, <laughs> one mistake is all it takes. You know what I mean? I mean, uh-huh. if you blow a game, there's going to be a lot of people upset. And some of those people, if they're just a casual fan, they may not come back. And, you know, that. so so don't be afraid to ask for advice or ask questions. That, that, that would be my main, my main advice to those who are entering the profession. And when you look around, maybe the Crossroads League or maybe the NAI, just throwing the entire country there, uh, and you look at them and you say, that is a good SID. What are some things that they do or maybe some characteristics that they have that make you say that? Well, I'm really blessed because, we, yeah, like you mentioned, the Crossroads League, I mean, it's a conference full of fantastic SIDs and uh, a lot of experience, too. I So I talk about leaning on guys. I mean, I... I email guys with questions and whatnot in that league, but to me, when I'm dealing with another SID, the things that that make me say, "Hey, this guy, he he's got it together," uh, is timeliness. You know, uh, you know, if if I email you and I'm looking for stats or pronunciations or whatever, yeah, please respond. You know, <laughs> please, you know, please get back to me. And, and I'll admit, I'm not always perfect about that. It's it's tough. You get busy. You know, you get busy and you forget that somebody emailed you or whatever it is. But that's a big thing for me. And then the other thing is just when I'm with people, you know, how much uh, 
I just observe, you know, how much do they do for their teams? How efficient are they? And, and a lot of these guys in the Crossroads League, they do some great stuff. I mean, they, they really cover their teams well uh, from all angles, writing releases, doing graphics, putting out videos. Uh, it's quality content. That's, that's what I like to see. Okay. All right. Cool. So um, what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? I mentioned Photoshop earlier, mm-hmm. and I I really I really like like the Adobe Creative Suite. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good with InDesign, but I think Photoshop would be great to learn. Um, the other thing that we kind of got into this year uh, in our office was making gifts, yeah. and I think that's uh, it's a big thing now on social media. So we kind of experimented with it a little bit for football. I think we're going to expand it moving forward. But there's so many things you can do with GIFs. So Photoshop and GIFs, I think, are two things that that I'd like to learn a little bit more about and uh, be a little better at. Okay, all right. Uh, What about a work-life balance? What do you do to have fun? Uh, Well, it's kind of funny because we do sports all day. But sports for me, I mean, I love watching sports. And there's nothing better to me than being able to make it home on a Saturday night for at least the second half of the primetime college football or basketball games. And, you know, it's just, (laughs) I like to be able to watch a game and not work it. Um, So that, I really like being able to do that. It's kind of how I unwind on a weeknight or, but then, you know, my wife and I, we like to travel. So I thought this summer was, it was awesome. We were able to, I got a lot of things done in the office, but we were able to get away. We took a few trips and, um, just, that was one of the main things I learned at Cosida was work-life balance. How do you, how do you not make it a 24-7 job? Mm -hmm. Because it can be a 24-7 job if you allow it to be. And, um, that was one thing I learned was just, hey, Unless it's an emergency, if it's after you know five six o'clock, I'll get to it tomorrow. You know, it, it, and I think too many times, especially young people, and I was kind of like this too. If we feel like, oh no, a coach emailed me, I got to respond right away. And like I said, if it's an emergency, for sure. But you got to have work life balance, and and for me, that's when I come home, I'm at home. Mm-hmm. I'm not work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Saturdays, mm-hmm. you're not going to find me unless I'm out of game. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. gone. Yeah, you, you can forget it. Even at the game, I sometimes have a, a you know, watch ESPN going on my phone, but don't tell Yeah, yeah, that. you know, and it's <laughs> like, if you can do it, then hey, do it. I, I'm the same way, you know. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I want to be able to still enjoy sports and have fun with it. And so that's that's what I like to do, and that's kind of how I unwind. So I'm the same way, man. Watch ESPN is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, next time someone's in Indianapolis, and I'm going there over fall break. Okay. So, uh, what is your rec- What's that? This is a lot of pressure because I bet when you ask this question to people, they don't. You're not normally visiting there in like a week or two. <laughs> I, I plan on visiting, just not a week or two. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's your restaurant or bar recommendation? There's a lot, and I mean, it's yeah, a big city, a lot. but I would say, this might be cheating, but I would say if you end up on Mass Ave in Indianapolis, you really can't go wrong. Personally, I'm a big fan of Bakersfield. It's a taco place. It's 
It's a little bit more expensive than what you than you know like a normal Mexican place would be, but man, it's good. It's really good. It's a good place to go hang out. Basbo's Pizza is down there too. It's really good pizza. So if you find yourself on Mass Ave, you you really can't go wrong once you're there. And if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, uh, maybe their follow-up questions after this interview, or maybe just wanted to network with you, what would be the best way to do it? Uh, you know, Twitter, uh, at ZachWadley3, and then also email ZWadley at Marion.edu. So, and look, I'm <laughs> I'm still young in this profession, too, so I could I could use some help, too, I'm sure. So uh, <laughs> if anybody reaches out, I might, I might pick their brain a little bit, too. Perfect. Zach, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. This is a great show. Hey, so thanks. I like what you're doing. Hey, thanks. It always makes me feel better, you know, when you when yep. you interview a couple times in a row on a day and you've been sitting in your bed and you turn the air off to not make noise and it's hot. <laughs> it helps out a lot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yep. and again, thank you to everyone who has downloaded and subscribed to this podcast. If this is your first ever experience with this show, I know you're kind of uh, you're a little bit ways into our 7 and 7 campaign, but uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook at Sports Infocast. You can follow us on Instagram at Sports Infocast there because SIDcast is already taken, but not for long because I'm thinking about trademarking it. So whoever the heck Sidcast is, you can kiss your podcast goodbye. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, as always, you can email me at sportsinfocast at gmail.com. And guys, uh, we this is the second day on our seven episodes on seven days celebrating our one-year anniversary. Uh, and tomorrow, you can be sure to on the lookout for our uh, guests or our hint, I guess, at, at who the guest is. That episode will be coming up later that evening. Um, and if you haven't already, if this is, like I said, your first experience with, with this giveaway, um, it's going to be like a guest, who, like a hangman type of thing. You're gonna, there's going to be some letters um, missing and a part of the name. So like today with Marion, you, you notice that a couple of letters were missing. and a quick Google search, you could probably figure out that Marion was the, was, the, was the correct answer with that. And uh, you answer first, you get X number of points. And then at the end of the, at the, end of the week, one with a number of points, you'll get a free SIDcast t-shirt. So um, that's always, I hope to catch you all in the next episode. Thanks, guys.